0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. Today is July 13th, 2016. The upper house elections have concluded, and the prime minister has won a magnificent landslide and a mandate to move the LDP forward. Michael, what do you think of this election? I think you've been drinking again. No, I haven't been drinking. Where did you get that? Nothing. Are we on top? Are we in, Phil? Yeah, we're we're doing this right now. Okay, a magnificent landslide. He has a mandate to move the country forward. It's not a landslide. Why do all the press reports say he won by a landslide when he didn't, in fact, win by a landslide? Well, okay, first we have to define what a
1: landslide would be. A landslide would be something like he got enough seats to have a government that's made entirely of LDP. He didn't get that. Mm -hmm. They got very close. They missed it by one. Okay, a landslide would be the To and the uh, LDP getting enough seats to have two-thirds majority Just in be, the House between of Just Between God. the two of them. Just right. between the two of them. That's a landslide. No, this is not a landslide. This is a barely getting to where you want to be and actually getting a little bit short. Right. And everybody, everybody got short of what their dreams were. But everybody could walk away from this particular election and say, well we did pretty well. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's a really an amazing outcome when you think about it, because we were expecting some kind of really conflicted ending,
0: and instead we're walking away with pretty much the status quo. So that means that probably Abenomics will continue forward in some shape or fashion? Mm-hmm. And we're going to see
1: a, a cabinet reshuffle. It's not entirely clear whether any of the big players, aside from Finance Minister Assel, who looks like he's really on the way out. Uh, other players look like they're pretty solid and he's got, Mr. Abe has got to make some switches in order to keep the peace within the LDP, mm-hmm. which is now sort of feeling its oats. It's got past the House of Councillors votes. It wants to have some, some good times spread around the party, but otherwise we're, we're, we're basically where we were mm-hmm. before the election uh, and we can't expect there to be
0: anything except the focus that was happening on the economy. Before we get into the dynamics of why the election turned out this way, everybody's talking about two-thirds and the revision of the Constitution and the boogie bear that's sleeping under their bed, Article 9. Well, that's, that it, it's a, of course something that any journalist wants
1: to have, which is a revolutionary change that he or she can describe.
0: And I, I sympathize with that. People have been writing for that for a long time, haven't they? Yeah,
1: but the, the, the thing is, it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. The LDP, uh, the first thing you see a lot of is just flat-out untruth, which is the coalition won a two-thirds majority. No, they did not. Mm-hmm. The revisionists. The revi- yes. Then the revisionists won a two-thirds majority. They didn't either, because you really can no longer talk about the Kometo as being a revisionist party. Yes, they're not against it, but they're certainly not for it. Mm-hmm. And in their manifesto, they do not re- mention revision, when one of the major news agencies managed to get all of the candidates of all for all of the seats to offer their views not one of the Komeito candidates said that he or she was in favor of constitutional revision it's just not there for them as right. a party so as to say that there is a now a mandate or that there's some kind of possibility uh, yes mathematically if you add in a few extra independents if you if you can believe that really the ldp can work with osaka ishin I don't know. The, Osaka Ishin is, is now a party of, of LDP retreads and hotheads from, from the Osaka <laughs> region. Uh, you, you don't know where you are sure. with those people. Uh, not that they, they won't be able to ma- be on the board, but what they're interested in is devolution of power. Mm-hmm. They want power moved away from Tokyo and so that Osaka, the second city, can have a role as a second capital basically. That's what they're interested in and it has nothing to do with the Article 9 that is the major focus of the LDP. It's in the founding documents of the Mm -hmm. LDP that we're going to do constitutional revision and they're not talking about, when when they talk about constitutional revision, it's only about Article 9. That's right, there are plenty of articles that they hire on the chart. They could put other things on there but
0: nobody cares about that and nothing is worth the effort. Mm Currently, the election right now is the status quo for at least the next three years, because even if he calls a snap election for the lower house, no matter how well the LDP does there, it doesn't affect the two-thirds majority that they lack in the upper house. Well, there's
1: also the major issue that the the DP, the Democratic Party, held its ground. This four-way alliance structure that they put together, this marriage of convenience with three other parties, actually worked. Right. We had, what really changed things was that everybody was counting on their less being less than 50% of the electorate showing up at the polls. And people showed up. And people showed up. It was a beautiful day, w- that helps elections. Well usually you'd think that people would just disappear but we seem to have had, I think a major change is the number of people who vote early now mm-hmm. is growing by leaps and bounds, particularly in the outer prefectures. We're seeing a lot of Early voting done by people. And that must be kicking up total numbers Mm -hmm. because when it was all on one day, you you couldn't fit it into your day or something. You were out at the beach and the car broke down and whatever. But now you have a a decent span of time to deliver your votes and more people used this early voting procedure than ever before. Mm -hmm. In some places they had over 50% growth in the number of people. It, it's really catching on and that might be bumping up numbers. When you start bumping up numbers, however, and the LDP knows this, the the for every, you know, let's say three extra voters that show up at the polls, two of those three are going to vote for opposition candidates. Only one of those three mm-hmm. will vote for the LDP. The LDP knows that. So when we had a jump up to 54%, in terms of turnout we, everybody was saying it's going to be 48 49 it's going to be a, a, a we a, thought a, so too it's going sure. to it's going to, be, going to be risable those extra votes really counted and there were about uh, five districts where the DPJ candidate just squeaked it through and just got over the, the the what the totals of the LDP candidate if it if it was 52% turnout 51% turnout those seats would have been would have gone to the LDP. So let's talk about that wrinkle of the 18 and 19 year olds having a vote this year. That's right. They have this is the first national election where 18 and 19 year olds got the vote and they turned out in numbers that pretty much surprised everyone because 20 to 29 year olds only about a third of them show up at the polls usually. Mm-hmm. So at, their voting rates are about 32-33%. And people said, well, you know, there's a novelty factor, it'll be a first time, it'll be a little bit higher. But it was significantly higher. And it shows that if people are inculcated with an idea that this is a civic duty, and that's easy to do when, you know, at least the 18-year-olds, they're high school students.
0: Still living at home. Still living at
1: home. And they have all these uh, adult figures who are there to encourage them to vote. They they did go out and vote in, mm-hmm. in pretty good numbers. Still less than the national average, so their net contribution was negative. And the numbers are small? The numbers are small, but still, you know, the, we had 45 percent. But that 45 is really split in an interesting way. 18-year-olds, high school students still, they showed up at more than 50 percent. 51 percent of them showed up to vote. But one year older, ones who are starting college or not living at home or, or in just in the don't have you know teachers and parents hovering over them, Right. less than 40%. Makes a little bit of sense. It makes sense but, it, but it, they, they immediately,
0: once they turn 19, they start acting like their immediate peers in the 20 to 29 right. age bracket. One of the other interesting um, aspects of this election was that the younger the people are, the younger the voters are, it seems the higher the percentage of LDP votes or coalition votes were generated and as people get older they vote less and less for the uh, LDP certainly but the coalition. In, yeah that's, that, that goes
1: entirely counter to what people think about conservatism or the way that senior citizens vote. Right, Senior citizens were the least supportive of this government and this conservative government and the youngest voters were the most supportive. The 18 the year, 19 year olds were second highest, but the, the twenty to twenty-five year olds were the biggest supporters mm-hmm. of the status quo right in terms of the government. They they for both the Cometo and the LDP together. It seems as though the longer you've been around the LDP, the less support you have for yeah, it. Yeah, the
0: more you, you're with us, the better <laughs> you like us.
1: <laughs> no, 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 it's quite the opposite. And that's really quite astonishing because you would think that at least maybe from 60 years of age on people would be much more conservative and also they would vote for the LDP candidate out of a sense of if not obligation or at least a sense that you know this person right Uh, but that that was not the case sure
0: as they got old as they're getting older they're more adventurous politically Mm -hmm. Maybe this has something to do with the tremendous landslide the LDP had in the Tohoku region. Oh, the Tohoku was completely lost. That was a great thing. You know what I'd love to do? What's I mean, that? I'm teaching a course right now in Japanese
1: history, and I didn't do it for today's lecture. I want to get a map of the, of the losers at Sekigahara right. in 1600, and put that next to a map of the, peop- the the two sides that fought in the Meiji Restoration, and then put up the map of... Sunday's results. I'm sure they're going to be identical. <laughs> that we've been still, fought, we're still fighting the battles of sixteen, of uh, four hundred years ago. It seems almost guaranteed, don't you think? The TPP had a, a large role in that. Sure, it did. But there's just always been an east west mm-hmm. separation, and. Mr. Abe, even though he's basically raised entirely in Tokyo, is a man of the West. He's a man of Choshu, of, of present day Yamaguchi Prefecture. That's his district. And they are the ones who overthrew the Tokugawa Bakufu and, and, and took over in, in the Meiji period. And the people in the Tohoku fought on the other side. Yes. Yeah, the, the, they lost Fukushima. They lost Fukushima they and had, a minister of state and a minister, a, a sitting minister, lost his seat in Fukushima. Well, where who was Fukushima on the side when, in the Meiji Restoration? It was on the Tokugawa bakufu <laughs> side. So, it, it, for me, it's like these the seeing it through time. Mm-hmm. I'm having a I'm having a ball, but yeah, they lo- the 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 DP and its allies, their strategy of Turning around and changing their opinion on the TPP. Mm-hmm. I mean, that looked really opportunistic and really, really sleazy, but they won two seats in Hokkaido
0: and they won the Tohoku. Right. So, uh, for the, the alliance partners, that's the opposition parties who have coalesced into some sort of, a, of, of an alliance. It's an alliance of convenience. They say we, we don't share ideas, but we certainly share one single idea, and that is we want to defeat the LDP in any way we can. And, and what they did in the single seat districts were they joined forces and they supported one candidate. Yeah, and they won 11 seats <clears> in the single seat district, which nobody saw coming. They were sure that they
1: were going to be in the single digits. Right. Everybody thought that that was going to happen. But they eked out five tough victories and it got over, t- got into the double digits, which really makes it, you know, it's, it's got, it should be telling Mr. Abe. Be careful. No, about, this is something new, isn't it? Yeah. Be careful about the House of Reps. It's not a done deal mm-hmm. anymore, and you can really sacrifice something important, which is that two-thirds majority that they've got in the House of Reps. They didn't do as well in the proportional representation, though. When you're talking about the DP, yes. But the DP picked up seats and and vastly improved its position. That's basically because the phony alternative that used to exist, which was. Watanabe Yoshimi's your party. Mm-hmm. I mean Watanabe himself <coughs> got back into won. the debt. He he got but as one of these retreads mm-hmm. that is hanging on to the Osaka Ishin vote. I mean what does he have to do with Osaka? Nothing. He's Tochigi all the way through. Right. But he he, he figured out what you know,
0: how to get back into the diet, and now he has a job for six years. But you know, they used a different strategy for the single seat districts as opposed to the proportional representations districts.
1: Well, the, the multiple member districts, you know, the, there are more than one seat, there's more than one seat available, and sure, you could have joint candidates battling it out, but the, the LDP and the Kometo don't put out joint candidates mm. in that. They, they, you, there's an LDP candidate or two LDP candidates and the Kometo... It's is a canceled. free-for-all
0: actually, it's what? a
1: popularity contest who's going to be on top. Yeah and, and you can sometimes even freak candidates like Yamamoto Taro can get through because all you have to, put to do is put together, you don't have to be number one, you don't have to be number two, but number three or number four right. and, and those totals are doable. For an independent candidate, and we, that's where the independents slide in in this House of Councillors election. There was some talk of trying to build a united front, maybe in the, in the multi-member districts. But mm-hmm. my 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 understanding is that didn't last long. You 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 heard something different? No, I
0: heard that there was a, a lot of controversy inside the the DP about how we're going to represent this alliance within the proportional representation lists. Ah. Well, the proportional
1: representation list, I mean, it requires that uh, there be some kind of of party list. Mm -hmm. Only parties can run in the proportional. And the parties still exist. Well, we don't know about the socialists now because they lost one of the two persons. I mean, they lost the party leader. Mm -hmm. He did not get reelected. Mizuho Fukushima, the old party leader, managed to survive. It's it's going to be a party, and it's not going to be a a diet party, but it's going to be a party. But what a fall for them! They have finally gone extinct. Uh, other parties went extinct in this one as well. The Renaissance Party did right. uh, did not win any seats and goes into goes into oblivion. So uh, you'll find
0: a couple of uh,
1: lone uh, diet members. There will be some diet members without a party, and will be maybe that will be added to. Uh, the LDP's totals, mm-hmm. but it's it's not going to be in the House of Councilors. It's going to be in the House of Reps, where they don't need the help. the uh, The election was good for everybody. The
0: except the, for the people that lost.
1: Well, yes, yeah, so, but the LDP got a lot of seats, but not enough to disturb the coalition that it has mm-hmm. with. The Kometo. We talked a lot about that. I, I, I talked about that since January. That it seemed certain, given the voting patterns, that by default the LDP Cometo coalition would come under stress, as it was. They were if they had had fifty seven seats, they they would have had a situation where the LDP could make up a government by itself. They won only fifty six. Right. They just missed. That crucial goal, well, it wasn't really a goal. It, it's actually something they didn't want because it would have caused an immediate call within the LDP, well, you know, let's mm-hmm. get rid of coalition, right. But now they, that's not possible. That went away. The Kometo, they gained seats. They now have a, a, a solid group in the uh, in the House of Councilors, and they're happy. They have leverage, they have the ability to say to the LDP, we, we gained five seats, you gained five seats, we gained five seats, everything's fine. The DP, which got absolutely slaughtered last time and fell to 17 seats in the previous iteration, they got 31. They finished way ahead of everyone's expectations. Mm-hmm. And and party leader, I was sure party leader Okada was going to announce his resignation at 10 o'clock at night. But they won in mia prefecture his home prefecture squeaky,
0: squeaky victory there
1: and uh, and he did they lost better than they thought mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which which is an which is an achievement sure. in the, in the modern political japanese political world so it's 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 not a landslide by any means but it's good for the country it's good for the parties And we'll just go until whatever, whether it's Abe's term in office or whether it's the the term of the House of Reps, whatever the next frontier is,
0: that's going to be a while and we will be discussing other things in terms of politics, not electoral politics. Let's talk just a little bit about Kanagawa, what happened in Kanagawa and how that might influence a cabinet reshuffle. Oh, well, it depends on what you want to talk
1: about. For me, the fact that Um, Mihara Junko won a million votes, scares the bewillikers out of me. Because from my having read the things that she's said and done over the past few years, she's really, really an extremist. Mm -hmm. Uh, And an extremist who believes all kinds of pre-1945 things that one should not believe after 1945 uh, and that she was by far and a
0: way the most popular vote getter in Kanagawa overrides anything else. What do you got out of it? I'm talking about the kerfuffle between Mr. Suga and Mr. Aso. Yeah. And I, the, 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 the separate candidates that they supported. Well, okay. They, Mr. Suga is from Kanagawa and he has to be
1: part of, and somebody, present, sure. and, uh, of somebody's support group. Uh, I don't see it as really important be- because what was really important for that prefecture was that it elected two, two LDP candidates and it did. Mm-hmm. And the differences between the two camps are all forgotten because both candidates got over the limit. It's a multi-member
0: district and two LDPers were, were elected Let bygones be bygones, is my thought. Okay, sticking with the theme of a landslide, let's talk just a tiny bit about Okinawa. Yeah, whoosh!
1: (laughs) Out they go! The last place that there were LDP members is gone, and it was a sitting cabinet member. Mm -hmm. True, not the most impressive of individuals. And she was taken on by one of Okinawa's very most impressive members, uh, Mr. Iha. Uh, on a person-to-person race, Shimojiri versus Iha, it was going to be Iha. But we know that this is fraught with much more because of the bad relationship that Okinawa has with the central government right, right now. That, that, we want to show you, right? Yeah, and, and they did. Mm-hmm. And, and now, Okinawa is in, I mean, of course, emotionally, they're in a great spot. They have thrown the LDP out of their prefecture, but of course now they have no one as their advocate in in Tokyo. Uh, it's a double edged sword. Mm-hmm. But certainly, uh, will an LDP member win in Okinawa prefecture anytime soon? The governorship is gone. All the all the House of Rep seats, the House of Counselors seat. It's yep. it's uh it, it. And the thing is. Who's, how is this going to affect the U.S.-Japan relationship? The U.S. really does expect that eventually the central government will build the the base at Henoko for, as the replacement for the Futenma, but, mm-hmm. but that's looking farther and farther and farther away now.
0: She was minister. Among the portfolios that she had as minister was the development of Okinawa. Yes, but that that and you would think that she would able to be able to.
1: Put out largesse and say, "Ah, that bridge, yes, I got that bridge mm-hmm. for us."
0: You know, you know this freeway off ramp. I got this freeway off ramp. Wasn't enough. It wasn't a huge defeat. I mean, it was a close race. She lost by about five or six uh, percentage points. Yeah, it's, it's huge in this in this case. But it was a tough fight.
1: It's a tough fight, and it's, it's she's a cabinet minister. And she, was suppos-
0: she supposedly
1: has the ability to affect the central government in ways that. Are positive for Okinawa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well that that is gone and now Okinawa is going to be screaming and yelling and kicking and it's, and it's going to make all of that relationship between the central government and Okinawa all the more difficult.
0: To lose one minister in an election is is not great. To, do, to lose two ministers in one election is pretty much an embarrassment. Yeah and uh, those two ministers however are not going to be missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they well, were... they're still ministers, even though they might not be uh, members of the Diet, they might have to give up their pins, but they're still members of the cabinet. The, the timing of that is so close that the cabinet reshuffle... Uh, Slated it, for August 3rd?
1: August, August 1 or August 2 or August 3. The, the end of the term for this particular House of Counselors is the 27th of July that little bit of time is not going to really affect anything. Uh, the The shuffle, reshuffle will come immediately afterward and they will be
0: private citizens and out the door. It's not going to be a big deal, I don't think. Before we wrap up this episode, Michael, let's talk about the mandate and what this gives the Prime Minister to do moving forward and what pronouncements he's made since Monday. That's what frightens me a great deal and it has nothing to do with constitutional revision. Constitutional
1: revision was not mentioned in the Prime Minister's post-election press conference, uh, his victory speech as they call it. Uh, What instead he talked about was fiscal stimulus, 10 trillion yen of projects. And you know this is just a terribly large cookie jar Mm -hmm. and that every member of the LDP is going to get his or her arm up to their elbows in this thing. And, of course, that's not to mention the boondoggle. Yes, the boondoggle. Let's talk about that maglev. See what it does to me when yeah. you say that word? Oh, don't do that. That's huge. It's, it's, it's enormous. And for anyone who doesn't know the back, background, it's the pet empire building project of the former chairman of JR Central, Kasai Yoshiyuki, who is Mr. Moneybags for Ape. He's the one who arranged the various groups that funded and, and supported within the corporate world Abe's return to power. Mm-hmm. And, and Kasai is his background man. Mr. Kasai is no longer in the management of that JR Central and therefore not directly involved with this project. Nevertheless, whenever... You just have to look at the photographs at any kind of press he conference. He can still dabble in he, politics. You can see him; he's there. Right. Uh, and this is a shout out to the person who put him into power. And that kind of crony capitalism just gives me causes me to cringe. That this project itself is unnecessary, mm-hmm. an absolute energy sucker, and is going to last well beyond Mr. Abe's term, and let's say it, he's promised to not just to f- make sure that it gets funded, but to accelerate the development of this, uh, basically a subway tunnel from Shinagawa all the way to Nagoya. Uh, it, it's, it's underground as much as the Maranouchi-sen is here in, in, in <laughs> Tokyo. Okay, for the exact, it's, it's a giant set of tunnels for this magnet maglev technology that, let's face it, has is, is been a, a bust everywhere else in the world, that this is now a, 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 on the front burner again. I don't know. It's just it, it, Yes, it's infrastructure. Yes, it's spending. We need that kind of thing, but not how, this how much?
0: How much does that really trickle down to the people who actually need it, though?
1: Oh, well, who's going to use this mm-hmm. thing? You gain, what, an hour in terms of travel time to Nagoya. What are you going to do with that hour? What was that hour really worth? It, mm-hmm. you know, and the population of Japan is going down. The number of working people is going down. The n- number of nuclear power
0: plants is going to be going down. Well, maybe in, in the interim, uh, Nagoya will become cool. But the thing, maybe not. No, it is cool. It, I
1: mean, it's right next to Toyota City, and the, the entire magnificent ecosystem of companies that live off of the Toyota uh, Keiretsu that's there, it's I mean it's, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's no reason to get an extra hour and to spend all that money in construction and then the the calculations are something on the order of that for each passenger the amount of energy that would be required to operate the Maglev is three times what is used for a Shinkansen. You know that means power plants will have to be built, energy supplies will have to be secured, just to run this thing that gets you just to there an hour earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, not in a a time when you do things in the virtual world, when you use email, where you use
0: Skype. You don't have to go to Nagoya at high speeds. Well it's interesting, the fellow who won in Fukushima, his platform was, I'm going to close all of the nuclear plants in this prefecture. And nuclear plants and, he was, won. and
1: nuclear plants was also significant in Kagoshima where we have now person who in, in charge there who says that the the nuclear power plant that was just restarted mm-hmm. is going to be shut down. Now we're going to have a real fight. I think we begin the real fight between renewables and nuclear power right. in Japan
0: and the results of this election are not in favor of the nuclear crowd. I'm only going to say this because I like to see you cringe, but the Prime Minister ordered Minister Ishihara to promote and produce a economic reform plan. I don't mind
1: that so much. I mean the two of them see very different, have very different visions. I mean we know that Ishihara has put out all kinds of books and all kinds of analyses talking about Japan's debt and how that's a very mm-hmm. big problem. He now has to be as economic financial minister, he has to go back on his own personal program and in his own personal history. But you know that in the back of his mind, he's saying to himself, none of this is going to work. And when you have it in the back of your mind, you're not going to be a great salesman for Mm -hmm. it, I don't think.
0: The last time the prime minister shuffled the cabinet, almost 50% were new cabinet ministers. He's coming up on a new opportunity in early August. To shuffle the cabinet again. And, and there'll be lots of speculation about who goes in who goes out again. But don't Mi- you think a lot of seats will will change this time? Yeah,
1: Mr. Suga is now past the uh, the long he historical. Has, he's, he has, he's the longest-serving chief cabinet secretary. It's a tough job, very, very 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 wearying, hard to do. Maybe he's had enough, we don't know. If so, who is going to run the government because that's what the chief cabinet secretary who's does. Who's gonna be that glue? That's right. Who's good enough to be there? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really tough question. Because even today, the, the LDP is, is a really a, a shadow of what it was in the 70s and 80s. It, sh- it sloughed off a lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. In, in the, the Ichiro Ozawa and his people left. Mm-hmm. And, Koizumi. And, 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 Ho- and all these sure. things. They're, they're, a lot of the talent has gone. And this, it's the, the diehards and, the, and, the, and, the, and the, uh, the true believers who are left so that you don't have really that really wide pool of, of talent from which to choose mm-hmm. people. I mean Mr. Suga
0: has been extraordinary, but where's another Suga?
1: You, I can't see one. Yeah,
0: I don't know. People always say that, who's going to be the next Prime Minister? But when people assume that position, almost invariably they surprise people. Mr. Suga was not expected to be anybody dynamic and look at what he's done. All right, I'll accept that criticism and we'll see what
1: happens. But we will see a cabinet reshuffle. Uh, it will be big. It will, there will be a few of the big names will go down. Whether Kishida, the foreign minister, stays in or stays out, I mean, he's seen as a, a possible replacement for Abe. Uh, a lot of talk there. And, there and in order to really be eligible for the, the, the contest for that position, you have to go and sit cool it outside for a right. while. Uh, at least traditionally, then again, Mr. Abe may be changing everything and may want to pick a person from within the cabinet to be
0: the successor. I'm not sure. We've talked this one almost to death. There's still plenty to discuss. Please stay tuned. We're going to be examining this and reporting to you next week. Welcome back. With the election for the upper house behind us, Tomorrow starts the election for the governor of Tokyo. Apparently, since people have heard of my withdrawing my candidacy, everybody's coming out of the box. Michael, there's a lot of candidates. Of course, only a few of whom are viable. But, but they're all t- crazy. Uh, they okay. They are risk takers. Risk takers indeed.
1: The last two governors, for reasons that are not have nothing to do with the legality or illegality. Of their actions, in fact what they had done was entirely legal, nevertheless were forced from office. Mm -hmm. So it's a a kind of an iffy job to take on and yet we have some really interesting candidates.
0: We sure do, but our favorite is Koike Yuriko. Well right now she still seems to be in the driver's
1: seat, but the local LDP chapter and the national LDP organization have finally gravitated toward another candidate and that's, that's Masuda. And he He's a serious candidate. He's been governor of Iwate Prefecture. He's been a cabinet minister, civilian, which means that he is a specialist. And what he's a specialist in is local government. Right. And he's interested in local problems and in and in terms of uh, the movement of women within the society, where they get to, where they go. He's very famous for the Masada report that shook the country's complacency about the very important issue of depopulation Mm -hmm. for borderline communities and showed in very graphic terms how bad the situation is in terms of population loss over the next 40 years. So a really serious person perhaps shouldn't be
0: running for governor because this is a dangerous, dangerous place to be. He looked great on TV at his press conference and one of the things that struck me, he's very well spoken, it looks like he, he really prepared well for this press conference, but if you've ever been in a Japanese classroom and you've asked for any questions, everybody's sitting on their hands. In this press conference, he asked if there were any questions and everybody in the room shot up their hands. There were more than a hundred people there.
1: You know, the, the, he has a, he has the ability to answer those questions, which not everyone in the political world in Japan does, mm-hmm. let's be honest. He really has he has his own think tank, He's got what it takes. Now, before we go all hog wild about that, the reason why I still think that Koike Yuriko is in the driver's seat as an independent, not supported by the LDP, is because, well, okay, we've tried two intellectuals in a row. We had Inose and then Masuzoe, and they both came in as reformers, as Masuda has that reputation as well, and the system just ground them up. Mm You know, maybe we need a toughest nails person, and the toughest nails person in this crowd that's come up is Koike-san.
0: There are so many contenders that have just come out of the woodwork. I mean, they are all, I'm sure, significant individuals in their own right. The election starts tomorrow. That cuts off anybody that wants to come in. That's they right. need to. They need to pitch in their application.
1: Yeah. the The question is whether there's going to be a division on what you call the liberal left side. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the uh, candidates who is neither in, here nor there, is uh, the, the lawyer Utsunomiya. Now, right. he r- ran last time in the... and Formerly he, the chairman of the um, Lawyers Association. That's right. He, he's been it actually a number of times. An extremely studious man. I, looks like someone he would never think could win a modern election. Not a handsome man, right. not really kempt, but when he gets up on top of vehicle and starts talking he becomes electric. Yeah. It's really amazing that the I mean I suppose it's like the Bernie from Malmana in the United States that that right. he, he he really reaches out to the young. he really talks about issues that have to do with persons who are largely marginalized in society. I, I mean, he's a lawyer and he a very simple man. Uh, you can see him on the subway if mm-hmm. if you are you on the you, he rides. He, he he doesn't have a car drive him around. He, he, you you'll often see him with his bag on his lap, and he's there reading a book. Nobody bothers him, and and, and he's quite famous. And I I, mean, I I've seen him out in front of the, the the main courthouse and with his fellow lawyers, very personable. Uh, and again, not someone you you would associate with this telegenic age where you have to have a fully coiffed hair right. and, and, and you have to have the correct suit on. He, he doesn't really care. He may not be a candidate, though, because we do have one of those telegenic f- persons in Torigoe.
0: Yes, Torigoe, but it looks like he's, um I don't know, he's um, kind of here and there and everywhere. Well, Torigoe is Torigoe is, is a newscaster, but he's not... A, a, a
1: flaky one. He looks like a flaky one. He has, he has that perfectly coiffed hair. He has this aquiline profile. Uh-huh. You say, oh this guy's got no brains. But if you go, you can go for example to the FCCJ, the, the Foreign Correspondents Club of Japan's website, where they had that wonderful press conference of all these former great TV announcers coming out against the uh, secrecy legislation and the uh, talking about the, the uh, well, in their view, collapsing world of press freedom mm-hmm. in Japan.
0: Speaking he, to the audience.
1: Yeah, speaking to the audience. His presentation there, use one of the five panelists, he makes real sense and, and talks about the issues having to do with, you know, this is about democracy, and this is how democracy is supposed to work, mm-hmm. and you realize that he's not an, a stuffed shirt, that he has actually thought about it and, and he doesn't, it's not a reaction from a professional newsman, but he's thought about the broader issues of what, how the society works. So, a great candidate and it seems that the DP, the communists, this, the, what's left of the socialists and what's left of livelihood are coalescing around him
0: rather than in Utsunomiya. Well, speaking about coiffed hair, how about Junichi Ichida? Oh well, that was interesting. It, that lasted a day. His candidacy lasted a day, and then he went home and talked to his wife, and she said, I saw on TV that you announced your candidacy for governor of Tokyo, and who do you think you're kidding? <laughs> he, he, he withdrew his candidacy the next day. Yeah. I it, mean, it's... It, it, look okay, at, he's,
1: okay, for some background, he has been on the barricades in front of the Kante on the security legislation. Uh, the protest there... With with Shields, with the uh, members of the Communist Party and, uh, and other groups that have been protesting the security
0: legislation all this time. He's a professional actor. He's 61, a professional actor. Two years old. Yeah, he's
1: very good looking, very well regarded, uh, and vehemently anti Abe. Uh, he has been there. He has a political background, and so it was not entirely implausible. But you really should check with your wife first. You should. Now, what was really implausible for me, and, and I, I nearly lost it, was the even shorter amount of time that Koga Shigeyaki was the Democratic Party's choice. That lasted 12 hours, mm-hmm. maybe more, I don't know. Uh, when I watched on the evening news, Matsubara Jin, the, uh, the head of the DP, in Tokyo, inviting Kogashigeaki, who is, in my view, a fruitcake. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he's not a prevaric- he doesn't lie, he's not a prevaricator, but he exaggerates. Mm-hmm. And he's has this persecution complex that the Abe administration is trying to sh- to silence him. Okay, it would be great entertainment value to have him run for governor, but for the DP to be his supporter, right. that immediately just my my heart just sank. Right. And in the morning, it was gone. And and your heart came <laughs> right back up. Yeah, it, it, suddenly it was tori Goe. Right. And I say, well, what happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did someone have, you know,
0: a brain? Right. <laughs> the die will be cast tomorrow. All of the candidates will collect and put in their, their applications and then electioneering starts. Thursday. And almost immediately and the election is for the
1: end of this month. It's going to cost a lot of money and it again it's ironic. The amount of money that's going to be spent on this election is hundreds of times the amount of money that Mr. Masazoe was accused of being a little bit shady with. It's it's completely disproportionate. Mm -hmm. The, The cost to the city is, is, is maddening, especially since Masasoy served in office long enough to get his pension. Right. So it, it's a huge financial loss, so we better get some good entertainment value out of it.
0: How many candidates are there at, at this stage? I don't Maybe know, 15? It, probably more
1: than 20. Uh, it's it, The barriers to entry for governorship are much lower than they are for seats in the House of Representatives or House of Counselors. The House of Counselors election, for example, just now, one of the reasons why the Communist Party decided to cut back on its own participation must be the cost, because it costs 6 million yen just to pl- just to play. It's a deposit. It's a deposit. And, and if it, you
0: don't win a certain number of, of cast votes, 5% of the votes, you lose, you lose, you lose your, your deposit. <laughs> uh,
1: and so all these folks who are signing up for the governor's race are, are going to lose their deposits. Uh, and, you, and you need a little money. and. and it, I guess it's one way for the people of Tokyo to claw a little money mm-hmm. back from the costs of this election.
0: One thing we noticed, Michael, during the election for the upper house was how quiet Tokyo was. With so many candidates running for the governorship of Tokyo, you can imagine this ten-day election period is going to be rather raucous. It's going to be rowdy, yeah. And uh, there, it's it. Nevertheless,
1: I still am going with Koike. She's already got name recognition. Yes, uh, she's. She's got a reputation to, for being tough. And let's face it, the LDP have, having won, and let's say, okay, it wasn't a landslide, but won in the House of Counselors, there's always a tendency of the electorate to immediately turn around and try to balance things out. Mm-hmm. And Koike, sure. as an independent,
0: maybe has a better chance than if she were stayed with the LDP. Mm-hmm. Lots to examine here. We're going to continue to watch this. The 10-day election campaign kicks off in two days. Stay tuned. We're going to be watching this closely.